Today, when you look at social media, you see that the narrative can be overtaken by people just from Twitter and Instagram. I know that when Ferguson was going down those first few nights, I was watching feeds on the ground, on Twitter, not CNN. Ava DuVernay. Online, I see people committing social media suicide all the time by one of two ways. Firstly, by responding to all criticism, meaning you're never going to find time to complete important milestones on your own, and by responding to things that don't warrant a response. This lends more credibility by driving traffic. Tim Ferriss. Social media can connect you with other people in so many wonderful ways, but it can also make you really sick of yourself. Jamie Attenberg. Hello and welcome. I'm Jen Lancaster, and this is the Stories We Tell in Bars podcast. Our opening shot was a series of quotes about our topic today, which is social media. Love it? Hate it? A little bit of both? We're going to break it all down for you on this episode. Before we get into the happy hour portion of the show, let's say hey to DJ Lee Farmer. He's providing our music and mastering the mix. I would also like to extend a warm welcome to my podcasting partner, Gina B. Did you like that, Gina B., yes. extending a warm welcome? That's what they say on airplanes. I love that. That's very sweet. Um, <laughs> anyway, hello, beautiful people, and thank you for tuning in to Stories We Tell in Bars. I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening to us, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, or iHeartRadio. If you're new to the show, welcome. What we do here each week is take a topic and beat it to death. (laughs) Okay, I think what Jen's saying is that we discuss a new subject each week, trying to uncover all of the different angles, points, counterpoints, we try to dig into whatever we're talking about. By beating it to death. (laughs) I'm going to agree to disagree here. Okay, so before we get to the social media, let's, let's actually be social for the happy hour portion of the show, because I always say that social media is no substitution for socializing. Very true, and I totally agree. And while we're at it, why don't we talk about our fitness challenge? Okay. I love our fitness challenge. We have the best group. Now, explain, explain what, we, what this is for people who don't know. Okay, so some episodes back, we discussed the desire to get fit and... Um, Support each other. Yeah, exactly. Support each other in that journey. And we threw out there, hey, maybe we should have a fitness challenge. And so many people responded, yes, please do. So we created the Facebook group, Stories We Tell in Bars Fitness Challenge. And there are people in that group that are doing various forms of, um, various methods of weight loss. Um, And some people are actually trying to gain weight, if you can believe that. That would never be my problem. I have not seen that. Um, there was somebody who piped in, but she she quieted down a little bit. I think I saw that. But huh. anyway, so we're doing Weight Watchers, Jen and I. Um, How is it going for you? What do you think of the, the the free points thing? I love it. I like it because I don't have to think about things, but I'm not losing weight very fast because I, I, I haven't been tracking my macros. So uh. now I'm doing the free points thing, but I'm also um, I'm also starting to record everything in my fitness pal uh, because I know that I have trouble processing sugar. I know that I have trouble with carbohydrates. Right. And I see a lot of people on the Weight Watchers message boards, which of course I'm like haunting because everybody <laughs> hates everyone, which is amazing um because you know i I love shit like that um (laughs) so these people are all making these two-point bagels you know um and they're made with two ingredients and they're like well these are great these are two points i can have as many as i want no you can't right no you can't because that's not how carbohydrates work so that i i just need to be more conscious for myself and maybe not mind everyone else's business 
Well, I think that's one of the things you learned in Whole30, right? Right, right. Because uh, I think the benefit of Whole30, as you told me, because I've never done it, was that Whole30 does not allow you to substitute, right? No. So that gets you out of the habit of eating those foods altogether as opposed right. to creating substitute recipes for right. them. If you're inclined to overeat it, you're going to overeat it irrespective right. of you know how it's made. So I mean, that's I'm seeing what a lot of people like fashioning these desserts like oh you take sugar-free pudding mix and then you mix it with the sugar-free this and you mix it with that i'm like just well you're taking the fat and calories out but now it's it's all chemicals i mean right. just save your points up for something great absolutely and, and maybe you know maybe other people don't work the same way that i do um you know i i have not been a paragon of fitness my whole life um so, which is why I have lousy knees now because I carry my fat ass around for 50 years. So, I'm not necessarily the best guide, but I have learned some stuff. Yeah, no. I mean, if you if you really pay attention to what you're supposed to and learn what you're supposed to from, from Weight Watchers and you learned a lot from Whole30, right. then what you take away from it is that it's a mindset and then it, it, you can transfer a food addiction. Right. And I think that's why the Weight Watchers stuff in person is really good for mm-hmm. people because they're, they're going to meetings, they're talking about things, they're figuring things out. I think if you're, if you're new to losing weight and you're trying to do this for the first time and you have like the emotional issues that go with food or you're just not educated about food, this might not be the best way to go. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I have a little tactic that I use. I try to only eat zero points right. foods during the day so that I have leftover points for wine later in Wait, the day. one bottle of wine is 30 points. Ask me how I know. <laughs> I don't drink a whole bottle. I just sit down with maybe... You've never had a whole bottle of wine? No, no, no. Not not, not during this oh, okay. Weight Watchers challenge. Okay. Oh, believe me. I can knock right. it back. I, just, no, I, I, I just was like, don't. well, I think that's a lie. You're like, and come on now. I've watched <laughs> you drink an entire yeah, bottle Yeah, I've done it with you. <laughs> so no, I just haven't sat... I, I try to contain it to one glass. Here's what else happens. When you eat zero points food... During the day, all you're eating is really vegetables, fruit. You're eating the 99% fat-free chicken or turkey breast or whatever that is. And you're probably not going to eat a whole lot of that because it can be a little dry. And by the time you get to that wine, you get where you want to be with a glass. You don't need a lot because you haven't been eating bread and and all that absorbent stuff. So you get a little tipsy and you're good. Um, So you don't need that whole bottle if you'd been eating pizza all day. Yeah. You know, you would probably need that. So... Anyway. Okay. Well, Gina, we have the toast coming up. So tell everybody what you're drinking right now. <sighs> Let's see. I'm drinking water at this moment. I'm going to hit the hard stuff a little later. Yeah, me too. I um, am. Early. <laughs> I'm having, um, what am I having? I am having, Starbucks has black tea, and, like, f- but there's pineapple. It's the best thing. So I am having that, that right now. Um, now, Fletch who is my husband, for those of you who don't know, he says that we're doing this wrong and we should always lie and say that we're having cocktails because of the name of the show. But sometimes when I'm being social, like after comedy class Mm -hmm. and I'm driving, I'll have tea or water or Diet Coke. I tell plenty of stories in bars without liquor. So Fletch is wrong. Is that a first? (laughs) Yeah, is that a first? Uh, Yeah, it's absolutely a first. Anyway, um... (laughs) If you don't mind, I would like to give the toast today to salute somebody I lost this week. Oh, what happened? That didn't come out right. Nobody died. Okay, uh, thank Let God. me be real clear about that. But my sweet little personal trainer, who I have been with for three years, has just moved to New Zealand. Aww. So I want to recognize him. 
You know, I, I have made so many healthy changes in my life over the past few years. And I mean, while it is me who's responsible for these changes, my trainer, Brett, was just a really sunny, positive presence in the gym. And he was always telling me that I could do it. And he's really a big reason why I stuck with doing things. I mean, I can do things like I can run stairs, I can run laps, I can lift heavy stuff. So cheers to Brett. May your life be full of adventure and gluten. Cheers. Wait a minute. Why full of gluten? <laughs> um, well, we, we became really, we became close. Like, not like weird close, but we became close friends because over the last three years, I've seen him probably 300 times. Mm-hmm. And you can only talk about TV so much. You get to talk about your life. So for a long time, he was dating this girl who was gluten-free and kind mm-hmm. of a pain in the ass about it. Okay. Um, so he was always having to eat like bad pizza and stuff. And she wasn't, she wasn't celiac. I think she had someone in her family at celiac. So she just avoided it. And I, I kept saying to him, like, is this what you want for your life? So I think some of the reasons that he went to New Zealand was because he had me, the bad angel on his shoulder. Like, if you want to run off and see the world, do it now. Don't do it when you're 45 and you've got two kids that you need to put through college. Go do it now. Go get your life. Go, go live. You know, and and do it with gluten because goddamn bread is good. Oh yeah, you it's know. Really, well, you remember I was gluten free for a little while. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I won't do that anymore. Good. Well, I wasn't. I don't have. I'm not celiac. My doctor suggested it, but I'll tell you when I went off of gluten is right before we went over to Europe. Yeah, because I was not going to do a European vacation without bread. I don't think they'd let you in. It just wasn't going to happen. So. You know, I'm like, very happy. Like, sorry, for having you can't come made in. That decision too. So anyway, so what are you going to do now? Will you train with someone new or? Um, you know, I, there are other trainers in the gym, and I've worked with a couple of them, and I like them. But I also got um, a streaming subscription to Body Pump. Which I'm assuming is not pornography. It, no, okay. no, Body Pump. <laughs> no, Jesus God, no. Um, well, it sounds like it could be. It doesn't, it? yeah. But it's it's a it's a class that I've gone to at the gym that I really like, and it's lots and lots of reps with light weights. So I went out and bought like a lighter weight bar, because Fletch has the Olympic lifting bar, oh. which in and of itself is 45 pounds. I can't hoist that over my head 40 times in a row. I can mm-hmm. do it like twice. Right. So I got the, the lightweights to do it and we're going to see what happens because I feel like if I don't work with the trainer, I have the tools now to maintain a, a healthy life. So thank you, Brett. Oh, that's awesome. So with that, I think we're ready for our first break. Coming up, the binge where we dive into all things social media. And we beat them to death. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Gina B here with my co-host Jen Lancaster, and this is Stories We Tell in Bars. Why don't we start off today by looking back at our own social media usage, because it wasn't that long ago that none of this existed. Yeah, and I'm not 100% sure that was a bad thing, (laughs) you know? Like, remember when you used to need to, if you wanted to talk to someone, you'd pick up a phone? Uh Uh-huh. Now it's... There's no phone. I mean, Did you I, pick up the phone. You know, oh, like I the was phone. a phone person. Were you? I had the I had the like the big phone, and you would get that foam wedge so you could just prop it under your ear and sit there like on your phone and and have conversations. That I used to love to be on I the phone. I can't imagine this. When did but that shift happen? I don't know. The phone. I don't know. But the thing with social media is I think that I actually come across better on paper mm. um, because I, I don't have a filter and I don't always listen to myself. So when it's on paper, I can kind of be like, oh, hey, I sound like an asshole there. Maybe <laughs> not. But what was um, what was the when did you get on social media and what did you use first? 
So I was a MySpace user first, which yeah. I think most of us it's were. It's like 2007. Yeah. I, I was Tom's okay. I, yeah, Tom. Tom was our first friend, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. But MySpace, I never loved. It was kind of ridiculous. Like, you have all these friends. I was kind of stupid. Like, you don't know half these people. Yeah. No one's using their real name. It was just this wall of endless messages and chatter. I um, liked it because you could make it pretty. You liked MySpace, I remember. And I, I remember when Facebook came out, you did not like Facebook. I did not want to go on Facebook. I had a publicist yeah. that, that joined Facebook for me. She's like, you have a page now. I'm like, well, You're like, I go don't fuck yourself. Because uh, you told me. I remember you telling me. Because I was like, what's this big Facebook to do? And you're like, oh, it sucks. Don't do it. It's Well, back then, I remember, it was just college students. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and then I got totally into it. And then I'll, I remember who started me on Facebook was when I was writing for Red Eye... Um, Kyra, who wrote for Red Eye as well, mm-hmm. um, and since went on to like be, you know, this huge um, editor for for Ebony Jet magazine. Neat. But anyway, um, but Kyra was like, "Oh, you need to get on Facebook right now," and she kind of forced me to do it. In yeah. fact, I think my first picture was with her. Cool. Um, and so then I liked it. So and then I I just sort of went along with everything else that came out. I didn't, you know, when I had my got my Facebook account, I didn't even look at it for two or three years. And I remember asking like my agent, I'm like, is it just people telling me I suck? And they're like, no, it's people who like you. And I said, really? Well, well I'm going to look I, at this I need to now. check this out. And that's, that's when I, I came and, and never went back, you know, but I had it, um, for the longest time, I just had one profile, just like a, a, a personal profile. Mm-hmm. And I like, everybody can be my friend and that's it. And then when I separated it out with my, my professional page and my personal page, I got rid of everybody I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, sorry, um, I don't put anything here. I don't think I've even posted on my personal page in six months. There's nothing there. I mean, so I do everything on my professional page, but I also didn't, I, it just, it, I didn't like having people I didn't know, like being able to be so invasive. Yeah. I you know? never liked that. So I, I was, I, I've never been the person that accepts every friend request. Yeah. I'm always vetting them each way. And what's so funny is that Lee and I have opposite social media behavior. Yeah. He will accept any Facebook friend See, request. On my regular page, I have maybe 200 friends. And so for people who have requested me and they're like, she didn't accept my request. It's not you. If I haven't met you in person, if I haven't had a meal with you, if I hadn't had a drink with you, if I didn't go to high school with you, then... Then no. Then no. I'm, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a line in the sand. Yeah, you know? no, I agree. What's so interesting to me is how ubiquitous social media is and how it's changed the way we communicate in yeah. general. In fact, according to an article I read on Salon.com, a psychology researcher explains that social media is changing us. So we'll post a link on our Facebook page, but here's a quote from Dr. Aaron Vogel, the psychiatrist who's been studying social media and well-being. I started by studying social comparison on social media and different forms of social influence. So a lot of my research is based on this idea that people present selectively positive versions of themselves in social media. They're talking more about the better aspect of their lives and making themselves seem like they're having this great life, which can then lead other people to feel worse about themselves as a result. I mean, that's a real thing. Isn't that called the Facebook effect? Yes, I have heard it called that. You know, I've been seeing stories like this everywhere, too. In fact, um, according to a study I read about in, okay, in real simple, because there's (laughs) nothing but hard news for me, um, a couple of authors researched the phenomenon of social media, and they found that those who were obsessed with it had much higher levels of unhappiness. Well, that's because people are comparing their everyday life to someone else's highlight reel. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, you see these great pictures on Instagram. I take one picture. That's it. If it's good, terrific. If it's not good, I don't care. But everybody else is doing 400 shots of the same thing before they get it perfect. Right. So I don't think anybody that, that follows along with me is going to be like, oh, her life seems so perfect. No, they're going to be like, wow, her floors need to be vacuumed. Exactly. It's a cute picture of the dog. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, there we go. Well, the great irony is that we're using these mediums to bring people to this podcast. I know. And that, that feels like, I don't know, like duplicitous to, to warn people of the dangers of social media while using it to promote the podcast. We can't be all, get rid of Facebook, get rid of your Twitter, and then no one would find us. That's the double-edged sword of it. You know? That's the problem. So, now, what, what makes you unhappy when you see somebody's social media feed? Like, does something specifically bother you and, like... Politics is probably a given. Well, yeah, politics. You know, what drives me crazy about social media is, and I had to learn to stop engaging. Yes. Is really what it is. I, it had to change my own. Well, this is one of my mantras, too. The don't, well, no, I'm sorry, Fletch's mantra, don't engage the crazy. Exactly. Um, I, I just stopped with, I got into this argument with some idiot on, on Lee's Facebook f- feed. and About? About politics and really racism um and and he this is this speaks to him accepting every friend request ah. um this chick that's right he mm. she went to high school it was another thing when you see these people that he went to high school with sometimes a lot of them are cool but then sometimes one pops up and you're just like does she go to school <laughs> um so i you know got into it with her which was fun but it sucked up far too much of my day yeah but then you see people who who overshare yeah and and that's really what and you can see the whole you can see the whole way their life plays out oh, yeah, on yeah. social media. Well, and you, like and they're the people that like what is it called like vague booking were like, "Oh, you would not believe what happened." What happened? Okay, oh, I can't talk us. about it. Yeah, we'll cut all that out. Well, okay. just, then then I don't I care. I am no better for reading that. You're post. not getting a like, you're not getting a happy face, you're not getting a thumbs down, you're not getting the flames, you're not getting the flames. Anything. What happened to the rainbow? Remember there was the rainbow for the, you know, for... No, I don't remember the rainbow. Was that during Gay Pride? Uh, it was something. Oh, well, a, then it was probably during Gay away. Pride. Yeah, it was during uh, Gay Pride. You know, what I think anyway. is so interesting, like people getting into these arguments on Facebook, that that's no way to change hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. I heard something, I think I was, I don't know, I was doing yard work about a year ago. I was listening to This American Life, and there had been this study about how to change people's minds about controversial subjects. And it was really just talking to them and giving them your personal experience. And the example that they had was changing people's minds about abortion. So they had people go door to door and and talk to people about abortions, like like in, in conservative places. Door to door? Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. this is why you have the ring doorbell and don't answer your door. Exactly. Yeah, don't... don't Spoiler alert, don't knock on my door to ask me about abortion. But for the people yeah. who did go door to door and did have conversations, like these these women, I think that, I think that they were somehow affiliated with Planned Parenthood. They gave these really personal stories. This is what happened to me. This is why I chose this. Mm-hmm. And they found, the study, they found that people really were changing their mind when you had a heart-to-heart conversation saying, here is the issue. Here is how it impacted me. This is why I feel that way. And that's what people were most open to. What's interesting is that they found out the researchers made all this information up. So this American life went out out to see if well maybe it actually worked anyway and they found that it did oh interesting which is, which is so fascinating That's yeah interesting yeah. you know when i think about how 
my perspective might have been altered based on someone's social media, it usually, the formula is usually someone that I know and like has an experience counter to a belief. Yeah. And it gives it credibility almost. I don't know that a stranger showing up at my door telling me about their experience is going to dramatically alter my perspective because it's I would just, never open the door. Well, I mean, I'm never going to find a, out. And, and yeah, that's, that's a, I would not figure it out. And then I would, I would want to know where is this person coming from? Like, yeah. what's their deal? If it's someone whose life I know yeah. and I trust and I, I value, then that's going to be the quicker way to I mean, change I think, my mind personally. I think why that was effective, it was because it was people talking to people, you know, really sharing, this is what I think, this is what I feel, not saying you're wrong, here's why you're wrong, no, but like, right. here's how this impacted me. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I see that, I see that being really effective that yeah you know i can see that that's 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 effective as opposed to you've got it you can't attack um no, and, no. and you've just you have to do it in a way that very gingerly sort of what makes what makes people. me more crazy than anything on social media and occasionally i will just be like i'm done and i won't go on facebook for like three or four months it's it's happened a few times like um a few years ago when the day that Neil Armstrong died was also the day that Lance Armstrong got, um, he, he was stripped from That's biking, right. something. It was a big thing. He was doping. And, yeah, he was doping. And it, it all <clears throat> came out on the same day. And I remember I was just walking through the hallway, like past the great room. And Fletch is like, Armstrong's in the news. Sad about Neil. Don't care about Lance. That killed me. I thought that was <laughs> hilarious. So I immediately went to Facebook and you know, wrote it out credited Fletch because I don't always credit him for the great lines that he gives me but he got full credit on that one and all of a sudden my social media feed turned into a shitstorm oh, of God. people arguing with me because I hated people with cancer how the hell did we get there like how do we get there you're discriminating against people with ball cancer like what like what I, I just, it was just a funny line don't read I don't what bothers me is how personally People take things. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm just I'm just throwing some lines out there. I hope it entertains you. If you really want to engage with me, have a conversation. You know, come come to a come to a book event. Do like get on our our stories we tell on bars page. We genuinely engage with people. We engage but, intelligent conversation. Yes, yes. But Don't like, get on there being stupid. No, and, and we, <laughs> we have not had that issue, and we I'm really, not. really grateful. But like another time that I decided to just go on social media vacation, I was putting together a playlist for the 4th of July because we were having one of our big 4th of July parties, and I said, hey, can you guys think of any like patriotic songs that we want to put on this playlist? And somebody like reamed me out like, I don't like patriotic music. Why are you playing? Like, Bitch, I bitch. don't know you. You're not coming You're not to my invited party. Anyway, bitch, what's wrong with you? It, it, yeah. so that that's the kind of thing that makes me crazy. I mean, like I look at so many different feeds because I'm genuinely interested in people. I want to know what their experiences are. I want to know what their lives are like because I'm nosy, you know. But but I just if someone's if something is bad, if someone's making a bad idea, if I don't agree with it, you know what I do. I'm a goddamn adult. I'm polite. I keep that opinion to myself Absolutely. and talk shit behind their backs. Just like you're supposed to do, damn it. Exactly. Um, you know, we are in, social media has created this environment where people feel, um, they like to opine, for one. Yes. And they also feel like that they there's an entitlement you. that they're supposed exactly to do Exactly, like, 
I'm not a lurker. I participate. It's like, yeah, well, you're a bit much and I need you to chill. Um, Especially people feel as though they know you when they don't because they are familiarized with your posts. So many people that I've I've talked to and met, um, especially friends of of Lee, um, who they will see my posts by proxy, kind of. They'll say, I feel like I know you guys. We were so weird. We were walking down the street on our way to a party, and this woman stops us. And she says, wait, you're you're Gina, right? You're Lee? And we're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And I have the worst facial recognition of anyone. So this is not uncommon for me. Lee usually recognizes people right away. So if he doesn't know who they are, and she's oh, I know you guys from Instagram. I was like, oh, that's interesting. So... I mean, she was very sweet, but it was just kind of strange. And, and, and I don't want people to not, like, if they recognize me, to not introduce themselves and stuff. I just, I don't know. I, I, th- I just, I want people to behave like adults. Is right. that, that's it. This exactly. is Because these are really cool tools in so many different ways. And they really can make you happy and give you pleasure. And here's, like, fun dog pictures and stuff. But, yeah. but when they're like, being nasty, that's not fun. Like, people, I've been with you, and people have come up to you, and they've talked about how they enjoyed your books. And, and those are very so nice cool. experiences. That's so cool. They're very cool. nice people. Yeah. You know, because when you when you do, you know, when we do what we do, it's it's 99% of the time, it's by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you have no idea of any impact that you have, if people care or whatever. So... You know, you can give me a 10 million likes, but if you, at at Target, while well, I'm buying, like, cat litter, hey, I really like your books. That's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. That's so cool. Well, I just remember when I used to write for Red Eye, and it's the same thing. I would write these columns at 2 o'clock in the morning all by myself, and I would send mm-hmm. them into the editor, and then I would almost forget that people actually read right. them, because I'm off to the next thing, yeah. right? And so I was at a party one night, and I'd written a column about the come over guy, yeah. And the come over guy is the guy who either wants to have a date at your house or at his house, <laughs> usually because the bed is within 30 feet, right? Yeah. And so I always say, beware the come over guy if you don't know him very well, um, have dates out. You know, that was the yeah. whole point. This guy, I could see him across the room. He recognized me. He's walking over to me very deliberately. And I'm, I'm having a drink at a party. He goes, I want to talk to you about that article you wrote. <laughs> A, who are you? B, which article? Um, there does not need to be a C. So, yeah. and he proceeded to try to attack me because some woman wouldn't come over to his house after because reading you? my article. <laughs> oh, God bless you. She like, should send her. you a cookie bouquet. You know what, though? I was you like, know? you know what? You shouldn't, you shouldn't be well, didn't you run in into home s- dating, you idiot. You ran into something when somebody accidentally cut one word oh out of your God. column when you said... That was so but funny. What was what was it like? It was bike handles. So you got funny. every biker in Chicago mad at you. It was the red flags. I wrote a column about red flags and, and things you should watch out for people not to date. So, my editor thought this was extremely funny. So I wrote what I wrote was if he does not have any transportation except for putting you on the handles of his bike, like if the sentiment was, if he wants to just throw you on the handles of his bike and and ride you around, maybe, maybe no, that's no. What ended up happening in the editing process was if he has no other form of transportation other than his bike. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and you know what? It was so funny because 
And they loved it at Red Eye because it got so much attention because if it bleeds, it leads, right? Because so, Chicago has a vibrant biking community. Despite the fact that it's freezing half the time, but God I never bless. understand that. But it was hysterical. And so people were so mad at me and people were writing me, asking me to retract the article, which of course I did not do. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not what I, but whatever. I couldn't explain it. So I just let it blow over. I lost, I probably lost readers. I don't, you know, whatever. No. Anyway, so what do we do if we want to curb our social media addiction? Be- because it is a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, now, according to, okay, according to Real Simple, <laughs> uh, I'm quoting them again because I love them. Um, there are a few steps that we should follow. And this comes from author Julia Edelstein. Her first tip is understand you're being played. So everything you use, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever, it's been designed to keep you coming back. Wait, no, are you a Snapchatter? I am a Snapchatter. Yeah, I, I, I'm too old to understand the technology. I love Snapchat. Eh, anyway, sorry. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I was Snapchatting a minute ago before we sat down. Um, just be aware of, of that, though, that it's 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 like, you know, social media is like heroin for, you know. Um, well, every- it really is because, because of the dopamine, right? Right. It is. It's, yeah. it's, it releases the same. So every time you get a notification that someone likes your status, like you said, it releases a surge of dopamine, which is hard to ignore because it's literally addicting. Yeah. And if you're conscious, it won't impact you as much. Amen. I believe in that. Now, her next piece of advice was to implement rules. And I had to do this with myself with the Kardashian game, by the way, which is not really social. It's just sad. <laughs> well, I don't understand why you're playing that game to begin with because there's nothing. That's like the antithesis of dopamine no they must have worked with so many psychologists the game designers because there's no challenge there's no skill there's no timed element you just click on things and you get new hair new lips new eyes a better nose um but on your phone not in real life it's not even no 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 no, not on my phone on the mac ipad pro so it's big so i can see the 22 houses i have in different cities around the country i know i know okay we'll just move on um her third piece of advice is to buy an alarm clock and is that to time yourself or to limit your usage oh oh um she suggests that you get an alarm clock so the first thing you don't you do in the morning isn't to get sucked into your phone okay funny story about that i have recently um outfitted my home with all of these amazon echo pieces of electronic right so if i said elect I said Alexa right now. Um, Alexa, She's listening. She's she listening, listening to us. She's listening to everything we do. But I have an Echo Show. And if you don't know what that is, it's like no a idea. little screen. I don't know how many inches is that? Like four and a half, five inches? No bigger. But anyway. Um, People can't see you holding up your screen. I know. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on video. But it's, um, it's, it's cool, though, because the first thing I do is instead of looking at my phone, the Echo Show flashes the time and the weather. So okay. now I avoid a lot of social media first thing in the morning because I glance at my Echo Show to see what time it is. Okay. And that so that's right. That's that's actually accurate. That it's like my alarm clock. You know what? That's smart. Yeah. That is smart. Um it wasn't deliberate, but it worked out. I like it. Okay. Her next her next tip is to sign off for a weekend. And her reasoning behind that is you're going to be a lot more creative. Um, you know, she's, she's writing this as an author. If you're not so distracted, you know, running to check all of your 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 feeds, right? And then maybe you'll go outside and get some vitamin D, or maybe I you'll think- stay inside and get some vitamin D. Oh, you made that an entendre. Oh, now I'm shamed. Okay. Next, check with purpose. As in, don't just dick around if you're bored. 
speaking, we're back to vitamin D. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Again, sober. We're just, this is just us. This is just us. <sighs> Next up, be a tough editor. Ask yourself what you're trying to prove with your post. I think I know what you're trying to prove with your commentary here. Me? Who, me? The author <laughs> brought up an interesting point that you create long-term memories when you think about an experience rather than when you post a photo of it. Because then you become consumed with how others respond to it. <gasps> that makes so much sense. Like, okay, you see a beautiful sunset. And you're thinking, this is a beautiful sunset. I like how the air looks. I like how this feels. This is amazing. And then you post your picture and like, oh, it's better in San Diego. And then you're like, why am I not in San Diego? I see how that takes you out of it. Exactly. I like that. And I always know when we go out and we're having a really good time that we just forget to post. On Instagram, like, we didn't take any pictures. Oh, I we never were, think we to were post. Actually, having fun. We, uh, Fletch and I were at dinner a few weeks ago um, with a with a couple of his friends, and there was this just this gorgeous couple um, at the sushi place in Libertyville. Really good, um, Shakut, I think it is. Uh, we should go there when oh, you're up next time. Too. But these motherfuckers took nine thousand pictures over the course of the night. Every single bite that went into their mouths, they took pictures of. They took pictures of each other. They took pictures of the weight. It was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? That. And then, so of course, when I get home, all I'm doing is like googling Shakut to see if I can find these assholes because now I'm now I'm invested. <laughs> now you, you want know? to know who these people are and why they're taking so many pictures. And we were with interesting people having interesting conversations. Well, you know. The point here is call your friend to wish her a happy birthday. Take her out to lunch. Just posting in a timeline is meaningless and it does not really create a memory. And then what's the last point? Oh, the last point is um, that you should alter your settings. Disable your notifications. Don't be, don't be Pavlog's dog, Gina, every time <gasps> your phone dings. Oh, you have two phones and they ding constantly. Well, one's for work and mm. one's social. See, now that is why when I text now, um, I don't always, I will text now, but I don't always see them immediately. <laughs> uh-huh. the, I silence the little, little, little dings because I was making myself crazy reacting to every ping. Like if my phone would ding in the car, I'd be like, oh, I got to, no, I'm not looking at fucking, I'm not risking my lives to see that one of our friends in our comedy group liked somebody else's comment, you know? <laughs> the silence of the dings. Yeah. I don't always silence everything. No shit. <laughs> well i'm silenced right yeah. now yeah I, I boy i never noticed that now okay <laughs> do you think that we're gonna start seeing more legislation around social media there's there's so much gray area out there like when people don't disclose that theirs is a sponsored instagram post or they buy twitter followers oh. to inflate their numbers yeah did you see that big article in the New York Times? You know, I wanted to, but it was behind a paywall, and it, it wasn't worth a dollar for me to read. <laughs> okay, well, the crux of it was that these so-called influencers may not be in, so influential. These fake followers are called amplification bots. Mm. Numbers of followers uh, coincide with how much they're paid for sponsored tweets. This bothers me. This bothers me a lot. I mean, my, my shit is out there for free in the hopes that people hey, they like a 200-character tweet or my Facebook post, maybe they will like them enough to read one of my books. You don't even have to buy them. Go to the library. We mm-hmm. love libraries. They're the best. I mean, I don't, I don't want to write checks to get people to read my shit. I, I want to get checks, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and I want to get them honestly on my own merits. I, I don't 
I don't want a million fake <clears throat> followers. I want real people who have thoughts and feelings and reactions. Are you looking in the right audience in social media for that? Because that might not be. I mean, real. we're in the instant gratification age where no one wants to take the organic approach to getting followers. Yeah. I'm following her because she's interesting. Yeah. Everyone wants to just sign in and be an instant success and have 200,000 followers for absolutely no reason. You're not saying anything that's compelling me to your content. Well, here's the thing with me. Like I, I've said this so many times. If I have the choice between coming up with a great idea or a thought or a concept or a product where I got a million dollars for it, if I had the choice between that and someone saying, well, here's a check for a million dollars, I, honest to God, I mean, okay, I would take it either way. Let's, yeah, let's, be, let's be honest. Yeah. But I would, honest to God, rather earn it. I, w- I want, I like the hard work. I like seeing, okay, this works. This doesn't work. People thought this was funny. People don't think this is funny. That's what I think is so gratifying about our stand-up class yeah. is no one is obligated to laugh. So it's fun to see okay, you like this line, you didn't like this line. That's fun. It's fun to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know, I just don't like the idea of, of it being fake. Right. You know, because none of that's sincere. And that is really, I don't know, I think it goes against the spirit of what all this was about. No, you know? you're right. You're right. Oh, you know what else bothers me? What's that? I just read this thing on BuzzFeed about this Instagram mom and her full-time job is posting her, her kids' pictures. The little girl's like, she's like two and a half, three. She has a twin sister. I know, I know you've seen these in your feed. It's this little girl and she's got these like two really, really high pigtails and they loop and she's always repeating these like scripted lines that her parents' feed are like, I want to date a lawyer. Um, and oh God. like that's, it's like she's just so precocious and she's so okay. sassy and it's like it's not that it's this genuine kid who is who is just full of the sass it's every every line her parents are feeding her you know that that's it's cute to send to your family but there are three fucking million people who follow this little girl that freaks me out it should freak out her parents and, and that child should probably be someplace reading a book supposed exactly to. Now, anyway. now instagram dogs <clears throat> yes 100 percent, absolutely Every day that I don't send Doug the Pug fan mail, like writing fan letters to a dog is a victory on my part. And I'm also, oh, wow. actually, I'm even more obsessed with this um, this Brussels griffin named Sprout. He's oh. Brussels Sprout. He's this Aww. little tiny dog who is always modeling sweaters. And his his person is, is just very clever because he's got this permanent pout and she's always saying things about, you know, pouty, sprouty and stuff. I love him so much. I want to eat him. I, I love him so much. I appreciate it so much. I know this dog has a great life. If nothing else, because of the sweaters. But <laughs> it bothers me so much that there are other people who feel about this little girl the way I feel about this dog. Yeah. And this little girl has no say in it. You know, I just think to love somebody else's kid from pictures where this kid has no say in it, that's some bullshit. That's the Truman Show. Well, it's also you know? setting your kid up for creepy shit. So much. And the mom's like, you know? oh, we only post where we've been after we've been there big fucking deal yeah no like, i mean people can't find your house i can find your house i don't agree with that i i think that there are creepy people in this world and we see evidence of it every single day on the news absolutely that's just the tip of the iceberg yeah did you see where the guy what was his name mark Soling, who was on glee oh yeah suicide bye sorry child, child pornography bye. he was sick i should be i should be i you know what i shouldn't take that attitude towards somebody who 
who committed suicide. But I, I'm sorry, a child predator. <sighs> yeah, you can't really, it's hard to see the upside of that, right? Yeah. The only thing that I will say about that is he was sick. And yeah. it was probably tortured um, internally about that. But what we that. learned from the um, when Fletch and I did the, that whole police program, and they said that like that is a sexual preference. Like I mm-hmm. like, I like men with beards. Right. Who wear a lot of flannel, I guess. Fletch is here. He's just being quiet. Yeah. Um, you know, like <laughs> that. That is my type. People who are gay. That is their. That is their. That is their preference. They like other yeah. Ch- people who are who are into child pornography. That's their jam. Like you can't, you can't Ugh. counsel someone, you can't counsel someone out of that because you can't counsel someone out of gay. You can't counsel someone out of men with beards. That's just that's who they are, and, and that's that's gross. That's and if that's really a sexuality, upsetting. I hope they don't they don't have a name for it because it's too disgusting to have nomenclature. Well, I'm sure there is a name for you it. I, I just mean? don't know it, and it just it. Yeah, well, it's pedophilia, but it, oh, okay. Still, well, they, well, but there I mean, is if it's, but you know what it. though? I mean, but if if that's a, a a sexual preference, right? Yeah, like heterosexual, homosexual. There should not be a. I'm a pedosexual. You know, there shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, that that shouldn't yeah. be a thing. So let's not name that. So I just I it it bothers me that these. I don't know why I find this more exploitative than like children actors which I, I don't have a problem with i mean one of our my friends was a child actor and she grew up fine and is mm-hmm. like this great person um you know it worked out it this is just it doesn't always and this is even different than like the old school mommy blogging this just it's there's no context it's just here's a picture of my daughter here she is in her diaper here's this here's that it right. bothers me it bothers me so much right it's like i don't feel like anybody's looking out for this kid and i'm sure this mom is like i'm doing the best i can for this kid this is going to pay for her college this is going to get them whatever but it just i i hate it well now who i do love who is a mommy um blogger but she's i think she i feel like she transcends that tara wood do you, you know she's the one that i really like she doesn't exploit her kids she's not at all see i'm saying her kids at appear all. on social media but it's not exploitation at all even yeah. though some of her funniest stories have to do with her children right, right but they're not like it's not creepy i mean so there's a way that the if you story is about her and her reaction to things Absolutely. it's not like here, here we're gonna parade all of my kids by and you can just like click it just it yeah it's not me. it's it not that me. and sometimes she'll get weird comments on her page where everyone jumps to her like like if you don't like this just but she's, yeah. she's not she's not exploitative at all she's hysterical actually yeah, yeah and um she does it in a very healthy way anyway with that i should probably talk jen down <laughs> off the building yeah. we'll be back to finish up during the last call segment after the brisek Welcome back to Stories We Tell in Bars with me, Gina B, and my co-host, Jen Lancaster. We are going to finish up by discussing what's good about social media. Now, what about social media makes you happy? What makes you like, yay, I'm glad I logged on. Like, what, what do you love? I love some of my friends' posts and keeping up with their lives mm-hmm. and, and being able to actually feel like I'm in someone's life that I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very false sense of friendship in some in some cases, but in many ways, it has it has connected me with people that I would never see normally, and I, right. I really appreciate that uh, capability to keep up with them. What what I really love are seeing people on Twitter, uh, and now it's now it's more characters, but people who could really express 
a great line, uh, a great <sighs> idea in 140 characters. I mean, what we're learning from our comedy class is that one-liners are so hard. They're they so are. hard. And there are some people who are really, really good at it. Yes, there are. You know? You're and I love right. memes. I'm memes all are, about yeah. memes. I saw, have you seen the ones lately that um, that was like, oh, in 1988, we thought, we'll have flying cars in 2018. And then they'll show 2018. In 2018, we have to tell people not to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> I saw one today. It was like these like really funky shoes with like slits at the end. Uh-huh. In 1988, we'd have flying cars. In 2018, we have selfie shoes. And they sh- you stick the phone in the end of the shoe you hold your leg up and that's how you take your selfie it, it's because it gives you more you can get the, like the higher angle it someone made them they, they kind of actually look like flu vlogs i don't hate them i think you have to be really nice and limber right is well, that probably yeah only- because i would just get like a gut shot since I have, <laughs> I have no flexibility but it's the only exercise people are getting yeah just taking their leg in the air that's so sad yeah i mean so so there it's it's not like oh i hate social media it's bad it's terrible it's i mean it's what's been so great about it is like how it's shaped the course of news and events. Like one thing that I always do on Twitter, like I, uh, I, I hate how they have changed the timeline. Like, well, this is what's most important to you. Not just yeah. like a minute by minute, because there have been times that I have logged on and like, Oh, this is funny. I'm going to post this. And then it's like, Oh yeah, there was a terror attack. Okay. I'm going to take this bullshit about this hot dog down right now right. before I get crucified. Yeah. You know? So, so, but, having that force on the ground actually reporting what's really going on i think has been so important yeah it has been it's 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 changed i mean things can move at the speed of light right now yeah and there's no hiding from anything no when you're in social media and don't say the wrong thing because social media can lose you your job oh have you did you ever read the book uh i don't well maybe i didn't tell you about it so you didn't know about it but the the so you've been publicly shamed book no oh my god everybody read this book it is we got to start a book club and have that be the first one that we do. Yeah. we got to start a book club. we start a book okay, club. Okay, put a pin in that. Um, it, no, it's a book about all these different people who have um, faced social media infamy, like like the the hashtag has Justine's plane landed yet. They profiled that girl who said that, like the stupid offhand shit about, like, I'm going to Africa. I'm going to Africa. Hope, Hope I don't, I don't get, AIDS. get AIDS. I mean, that's just a stupid asshole thing that, honest to God, I can't. Who I can't that? say f- no. I can't say for sure. I wouldn't make that an offhand comment to somebody that I knew. You know, just joking. Like I can't. I I don't want to think that I would say that, but I can't say that I wouldn't say something stupid off the cuff mm-hmm. in in a moment of like, well, I want to be funny because it's like to me, always being funny is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. So. I have to be so careful. So this book is all about these people who were not careful, who mm-hmm. these things happened to, like people who um, who posed like, I'm going to do a handstand in Auschwitz. And then just people do dumb <laughs> things because it, it, it is so addictive. people can be very people dumb. People want an audience. But th- this is what's happened to these people when the general public decides you need to have your life ruined. Right. And that's what happens. It wasn't like, Okay, that was, like, at the airport, Jen, that was a stupid thing to say. Don't say that. No, instead, you have four million people talking about the event, looking to bring you down, looking yes. for, for you to not exist anymore. So it's it's fascinating, um, and it's terrifying. Yeah, at the same time, you have to be super careful, because right. someone will always want to jump down your throat about something. I think, what did I write? I wrote something on Twitter 
And it wasn't, it wasn't like a politically incorrect, it was just something that someone disagreed with. Yeah. And I think he took a kind of aggressive stance. I think it might have been during the course of one of our six brown chick chats. Yeah. And then he just started like kind of harassing me on Twitter. And so we actually got into it. We went back and forth because it was kind of a stupid argument. Yeah. So I first believe I wrote, you know, stay the hell off my timeline, right? Which, of course, right. only egged him on. So then I right. just reported him and blocked him. Yeah. Um, That's what you have to do. I do yeah. Like, people say shit to me once in a while. It doesn't happen very often. But if it's some, if you, if you're just going to be an asshole um, and, and it's like an instance where I know I'm in the right or you're just being abusive or cruel or whatever, the first thing I do is block them. I don't engage. I don't respond because people want engagement. They want response. And I also do it for their dumbasses because I have great people who follow me. And if they see something that's not just, you better believe they're going after them. Absolutely. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to protect your dumbass from yourself. You're blocked. Yeah. You, usually do it, you usually do it before I can go in. Yeah. Oh, no, which absolutely. I'm always upset about. I'm like, wait, is she still there? No. no. Like, Damn. No. No. I'm. Uh, and it's it's so hard not to turn the flying monkeys on people. You know, it's it's so hard. Like if you recall a few years ago when that that, um, car dealership uh, basically uh, stole $5,000 from us and I did everything right. Fletch did everything right. I mean, they had they had turned back an odometer on a truck. We proved it. And they're like, well, sorry, um, maybe maybe you just want to sell this truck for $500. And we proved they did it. And then I just I got I'm like, oh, you're going down. And my readers crashed their Facebook page. They mm-hmm. had to get completely off of social media. The next day, though, we got we gave the truck back and we got five thousand dollars back. I mean, because it was Fletch doesn't buy great cars. I mean, it's he he. Let's just say that he doesn't buy great cars. But in this one, he thought he was getting a used truck with like ninety thousand miles on it, and it was a good deal. But the fact that it actually had two hundred and forty thousand miles on it, and they had proof, was crooked. And that bothered me. And I wanted other people to know that this is a crooked car dealership. And they should know. I'll tell you what. There are things I can get done on social media because companies watch it. Right. Because they don't want that out there. I'll give you a perfect example. I switched. I had two different carriers for phones Mm -hmm. because I have one that's for work, the corporate phone, and then I have the personal phone. And then I also have my dad's phone on my account. (laughs) So I have three phones basically on my account. And I needed to put them under one umbrella because I had one on Sprint or maybe two on Sprint and one yeah, on T-Mobile. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm like, I just want them all under one umbrella. So I go to T-Mobile where I spend about two hours trying to switch my phones over, which oh God. T-Mobile's not fun when you, it's like 15 minutes. And I was there for two hours Ugh. and there was the timing was that there was a rebate uh, to be had. If you switch at that time, then you get $300 toward wow. um, a phone or you, know, you get... Yeah, if you turn in a specific, it was an iPhone. If mm-hmm. you turn one in, then you get a three hundred dollar rebate um, toward your service. Slapping iPhones out of people's hands. This is this is why people oh, steal iPhones. I guess iPhones, they do that. Probably yeah, they do it <laughs> quite a bit. So uh, it they couldn't process the rebate. So I'd been there for no reason. I was getting ready to go to Europe. Oh yeah, and I, I was so mad because my phone wasn't working very well, and so I was like, I'm gonna go into, I'm gonna be in Europe. My phone's gonna die. It was the corporate phone. I needed to be able to get onto my email. You know, mm-hmm. it was a mess. So I took to Twitter, and I said, Yeah, T-Mobile, thanks so much for wasting my time on yeah. a day that I, you know, I forgot what I said. T-Mobile was on that so fast, and not only. Were they on it? They put me in touch on Twitter DM mm. with 
uh, service person. Yeah. We got the whole thing done via Twitter. Nice. I switched. I mean, it was, it was incredible how just tweeting. I mean, companies want to be responsive unless, of course, they're the airline. And then that's just fun and they to don't watch. Give a shit. No, then, yeah. that's just, then that's just fun. Yeah. You know. That is fun. Um, but anyway, um, so what's our thesis statement today? I think our thesis statement is friend us on Facebook. <laughs> don't do that. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> no, do do that. Follow I don't know. I don't Follow know. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Um, I told you I'm shady on Facebook, but you know what? We, we each have, we have a group on Facebook. We have two groups on Facebook. We they- do. We have, okay. So we have lots of groups on Facebook. We have stories we tell in bars come and, and join us. And then you'll, you'll see all of the articles that we post yep. and Picture you'll sometimes. be part of our little family. Um, you can join the stories we tell in bars fitness challenge where it's perfectly fine to lurk, uh, yeah. or participate. We have some great participants. We have all I'm going to start calling them out by name pretty soon. Jamie Miller Payne. Exactly. Oh, she's awesome. <laughs> Wait, does she want us to say her name? She's, or she's awesome. Oh, she's awesome. I don't think she would care. Um, she is my personal water coach. Yes. Uh, which I love because every time, um, you know, I'm complaining, she's, she'll post a cute little meme about water drinking. And then other people have, have joined. Um, Everybody's so nice to each other. Kim Seeker. Again, not like, the, not like the Weight Watchers boards that are so... Is Stephanie Elliott. Oh, hi, Stephanie. I love um, Stephanie. Yeah, but... but the Weight Watchers board, no. You just want people yelling at each other over two-point bagels. Oh, but yeah, our groups are that. nice. Our groups are nice. And then we each have our individual fan pages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have the Janet Lancaster. What is the full? Uh, it's facebook.com um, slash author Jen Lancaster. Yeah, and mine is Gina B. Author site. Facebook.com slash Gina B. Author site. So, and then I have my Naturals by Gina B. page, too. So I manage lots of Facebook pages. I mean, we're there. We engage. We want people to be cool. We do. Please be cool. Just be cool. I love the camaraderie. Um, Nice comments make everyone's day. Memes make people happy. If you're having a bad day, stay off social media. Meme works. Make the dream work. Meme. (laughs) (laughs) That will be our slogan. And with that, (laughs) with that, this has been Stories We Tell in Bars with Gina B. and Jen Lancaster. Thanks to DJ Lee Farmer for mastering the mix and to our special, um, well, he's our silent guest. Let's just been our special guest, but quiet. Yeah. So he's just been quietly supporting been quiet. us because he drove me so I can drink today. That's so right. So we would really like to thank him for that. So we're going to get our party on yeah. in a second. <laughs> yeah, I told you that. Okay. We are delighted to be broadcasting on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes as well. So do us a favor. If you like what you hear, please do rate us on iTunes as that will help other listeners find us. Yeah, and we already gave you all the, the social all the stuff. Rest. Oh, so, and the web, the, 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 not the, I can't talk. The websites, imginab.com and you're at jenlancaster.com. Right, right, right. Uh, please, though, go outside and say hi to people. Go have a sandwich. Go, go have a drink together. Put away your phones and just talk. And if you want to be happy, stop comparing your life to the sanitized version of of somebody else's. Go outside and pet a real dog. Yes. Although, if honest to God, I would stalk that Brussels griffin. So, <laughs> he is cute. I just saw him on the break. So, He's super cute. Um, I think that's it. I would say you don't have to go home. But you've got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm going to find that dog. Yes, I'll find that puppy.